Hello and welcome to the Happier at Work podcast with your host, Aoife O'Brien. The podcast for anyone who wants to be happier at work. We spend so much of our time at work. Everyone deserves to be happier at work. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Happier at Work podcast, where I will be speaking with Joe Dalton about collective consciousness. So we talk about bringing the collective consciousness consciousness into the workplace. We also touch on toxic people and what they do to an organization. We also talk about values and how important kindness is in the workplace as well. So I hope you're looking forward to a great conversation. Welcome, Joe, to the Happier at Work podcast. Would you like to live, give listeners a bit of background about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Hi, Eva, and I'd like to say thank you very much for your invitation. Um, delighted to be on your podcast. And it's great and, to have uh, you here. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's nice to be interviewed instead of being uh, the interviewer. Exactly, so, the interview, the interviewer becomes the interviewee. Interviewee, yes, the interviewee, <laughs> I should say, yes. It's, I'm quaking in my boots here with fear. <laughs> the tables have turned. Exactly, oh watch out, oh Joe. God. Where have I worked? My God, where do I start? Um, with following with the show, um, I sort of had a realisation of there was more to life. Growing up all through life, I used to always say to myself, there has to be an easier way. Life has to be fun. Things are meant to be fun. And that sort of mantra always went through, even when we were in good times or in bad times and situations. I used to scratch my head and say, things, this life has to be really easy. It's not meant to be hardship. And from there, uh, I went on a journey to really understand who I was, become the uniqueness of myself, and gain so much clarity, and I'm a happier person for that. In doing that, just for I'm a successful uh, business coach. I'm I run a couple of shows up on Dublin South FM, and as you know as well, I run events around the country, which we're going to be bringing into the UK as well. So all in all, business wise, family life, everything is amazing. Um, I'm grateful and content. Brilliant. That's the way you want to be, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's it's. When you, when you get to that realisation of acceptance of who you are and not having that imposter syndrome and pretending to be someone else because you feel that's who everybody wants you to be and step out into the light and go, I am who I am. If you like me, you do. If you don't, so what? But once, that, once you have that realisation, it's amazing. Everything changes. And, and from there, Eva, I kind of my journey kept on going, and I looked into consciousness and awareness, and looking into awareness that, like, I'm terrible. I drive down the road, drop my kids to school, and I look at the people on the side of the street, and I look at their faces, and I see worry, or I see them mumbling to themselves, and you can see that stress and anxiety in some people, and it wouldn't be nice to just jump out of the car and say to them, "It's all right." It's all right, you know, let it pass. And there is a better way of living life only if you allow yourself to do it. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be worry. I loved what you said about just feeling content, just feeling content in yourself. And um, you mentioned imposter syndrome, so I might come back to that a little bit later. But for now, I'd like to know, you were saying that you've kind of found this contentment with yourself and who you are. But who is Joe Dalton? Who is Joe Dalton? Joe Dalton is, it's, I'm just a normal guy from Dublin. No great shakes, just being me. Um, Travelled the world, uh, worked in many industries, uh, a serial entrepreneur. Um, but all those, you know, I, I very much grew up in sales and marketing. And I, for many years, I was all about sales and marketing. And I pushed businesses through sales and marketing, which was force. But the real Joe Dalton and understanding of how life works and how we should, it's no longer about sales and marketing. It's about just being unique. And if you can be unique and authentic yourself, you know, everything changes and your business can change and everything in your company can change. Um, and I just want to touch on something that about people and companies, um, if that's okay. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. So a lot of people and companies go into their jobs and they're stressed and a lot of people go in and they have deadlines and they're trying to um, make everyone happy within in the organisation. And sometimes you kind of have to say to people or someone will get angry with someone else or get frustrated. And then we say, you don't know what that other person is, who they are. You know, you only know 25% of their life. So when you're speaking to someone in your company, don't look at them as a salesperson or as a marketing person, as an accountant. When you're engaging with that person, look at them as a human being and look at them as they may have the same issues and concerns as you may have. And if you do that, you might actually communicate differently with people around you. Mm. I really, really love that approach. I love this whole concept and I have it on my website as well about bringing the human back into the workplace because at the end of the day it isn't like you say the salesperson the marketing person it's not the company or a representative of the company it's a human being that you're actually dealing with it's a human being that's in front of you yeah yeah it's because we we have labels for everything and we were even born with a label joe dalton is mine Eve O'Brien is yours. That was a label that was given us. Yeah. And we grow up with them and then we go through college and then we go through we go through our work and we get different jobs and they're all labels. But we're not labels, we're human beings. Yeah. And if you were and if you look at someone and look into their eyes and look at them as a human being, you sort of have a different approach in conversation with them. Yeah. And like you say, you're seeing twenty five percent of their entire life. You don't know what they've you know what they've had if they've had an issue with the family at home and they're kind of carrying that into the workplace or or whatever it might be yeah like a a company is a living organism you know we you talk there Eva, about social media and you talk about online and you know these are just platforms Mm. and communication is what people strive and an organization is not its glossy's website it's the people that run it and the people that are working in it. And if you want an organization to run more smoothly, you really have to kind of go, okay, how can we make changes in here? So this is a happier, better workflow, better engagement company. It starts off with you consciously 
making a change yourself not trying to force other people to make a change these are the rules and this is what we're going to do no you make the changes within yourself and by making those changes other people hopefully will see the changes in you and they then might change themselves and become better people as well yeah i really really like that approach and that's definitely something that's I suppose coming to my awareness in the last number of months as well is making and you know it's something I suppose I knew on a cognitive level like you can't change other people you can only change yourself but when other people see changes in you it inspires them to want to be different yeah. and to know that they can actually make similar changes to themselves left brain right brain <laughs> yeah. that's what it is yeah it's science is even now understanding the connection between the mind and the heart. Um, when we when we think heart, love, or we think heart, we think it all mushy, and we think it, you know, there's this stigma that if you say oh heart, it's all fluffy. But they're also understanding now, believing that we have three minds: which the mind, our head itself, the gut. We know that the gut is a living organism, and now we realise that the heart is as well. And the connection with the heart, and and with the head, and when you want to really sort of do something or feel it, you feel it emotionally. And yeah. where does emotion come from? It's not up in your head or around it. When you ask people, where do you feel it emotionally? Where do you feel that? They usually point around the heart area. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's understanding, you know, the consciously being aware that it's everything is okay. Everything really, really, really is okay. If you get out of your headspace and start following your gut, your intuition, look at the numbers, mm. yes. But stop living in your outside and stop living in your head and live in your heart. Yeah, yeah. So, Joe, we first met at your event in Dublin, which was fantastic, by the way. Really, really enjoyable event. Um, and what really resonated with me with our conversation at that time was about this whole idea of consciousness and raising the collective consciousness. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And maybe what's the first step that someone might take towards making that a reality? Well, consciousness believes, we believe consciously that we are who we are and everything is around us. So we get that. Collective consciousness, I believe, is has power. And we can change the world by collective consciousness. And that's getting X amount of people to agree or feel an opinion on something. And it's all about just living in the in the positive. You know, I've said this before, and as you said, you know, my the events are a bit wacky. You, you must admit, um, but they're it, it wasn't it wasn't what I expected, but in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> I I always never I always like doing things different. That's that's if you, as you get to know me, you'll know that <laughs> um, that's the creative mind. And yeah, people weren't expecting it, but everyone loved it. Everybody loved it, and everybody got so much out of it. Yeah, and that's that's that 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 itself was collective consciousness that there was getting a group of people in a room who weren't expecting it and lifting their own vibrations themselves and walking out of there feeling really really good collectively Mm. so 
what is what is what am I trying to do? I'm trying to get people just to be aware, aware of themselves. Most people in this life live thinking negative thoughts. You know, we have 80,000 80, thoughts on a daily basis, 60,000 of them are of negative, and people live, starts off with doubt, then it goes into fear, and then it turns into anxiety. And what about if someone was to then change that, and change it to live in hope, happiness, joy, and even love? Now, some of your listeners might listen to it and go, oh yeah, right, that will not happen. I live in that frame mind 98% of the day. Yeah. And two percent maybe i get it for a flash moment and i kind of catch myself with it and go hang on what am i thinking about and i replaced it all and how does it happen practice 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 i remember many years ago when i you know before i get in go to work um i'd have a shower and i'd feel the anxiety and the negativity and i used to be in the shower and i used to have to wash it off and this was my mantra to wash off the negativity and used to say oh things are working out for me today and really getting out of the shower cleansing myself because it was in a bad way it was in it was it was a, it was a tough period in my life but then i realized that you are what you think and start training my mind to be more positive and to see an outlook on everything and never see a problem but always see a solution and things in our lives will come you can act oh my god what's happening and you go okay i see it how do we move out of this and i trained myself on that and through my consciousness it was my subconscious mind got it and that's how i live my life and that's what i'm trying to get other people to to be consciously aware themselves that they can live a better life and, and you asked, uh, how do people do it? Practice, pick something and work on it. And it's not about forcing it. For It's about other people seeing how you are behaving, how you are acting in your life. And then from there, they will then make that change or hopefully make that change that they will start living a better life. That's, it's, it's not rocket science. Mm. It doesn't happen overnight. But if you work on it, like everything, It'll, it'll change yeah yeah there's so many things i want to pick up on there um i really like this hi- yeah. the idea of the so the negative thoughts and i'm definitely working on that now and like you say it's just being aware in the first instance and you don't control your thoughts your thoughts happen to you your thoughts come and go um so it's really about being aware of the thoughts that you're having and the impact that that's having. So your thoughts then become your feelings and your emotions. So what happens when you have a negative thought, whether you're doubting yourself, whether you're feeling fear or anxiety about something that's coming up and shifting yourself then into, okay, so I can look at this as an opportunity or I can look, I can turn the doubt around and say, well, actually I choose to believe in myself because I know that I can do it or whatever that might be. Um, so I really like that idea. Now, um, I was going to say the other area is around awareness. So I firmly believe, you know, I'm, I'm doing my master's uh, part time at the moment in organizational behavior. And essentially, when we were talking about leadership, it was like, well, there's so many different theories around leadership and different uh, theories that come to the fore and say, 
well, leadership is this or leadership is that or there's traits of a leader or leadership can be learned or you have to be born a leader. Like there's so many, there's conflicting ones. There's ones that kind of tie in with each other as well. But at the end of the day, to me, being an effective leader is about awareness above anything else, about awareness of yourself and your own behavior and your character strengths and your traits and things like that and how to maximize those and how to interact with other people it starts with awareness yes and then also by being a leader i always an unspoken word cannot be returned and a good leader will always be mindful of the words that he chooses when speaking to whoever Right. And a good leader doesn't lead from the front, but leads from the back. Yeah, yeah. And how can you tell someone is a good leader? Because they're they're making other people leaders. That's a true leader, is giving people the tools, the equipment, the knowledge, and letting them become leaders themselves. That's a real leader. I really like that approach. Really, really like that. And in in say a work situation, um, you know, someone struggling with anxiety or fear or doubt, what would be a recommendation for you? So we can have a look at it from a couple of different perspectives. So first of all, like there's the individual, there's the employee. And then the second area would be like I'm a leader within an organization and I would like to, to bring this collective consciousness into the organization. Like what, what would you recommend in both of those instances? Well, as from, if you're an employee and you're suffering from anxiety, first you have to ask the question is why, why am I suffering from anxiety? And is it something in work? Is it something at home? Is it a deadline? in work is it be caused by someone else and if you really want to get past or help your anxiety you have to step out of way step out of that situation to make it better because the the mind has a thing which we all know and love called the ego oh yeah and ego will only tell you what's going on now or what it wants to fix in this very moment, this very instant, this situation. Like the ego doesn't plan where you are going to be six or seven months down the road. It's always worrying about six months down the road, or the situation now is causing me grief. So if someone is suffering from anxiety, it's really, really getting down to why are they suffering from anxiety? getting help to see, don't do it alone, you know, getting help, reaching out to people and say, I need help here. And sometimes having a conversation with someone is the best thing that someone can do if they have anxiety, because usually it's they're trapped in their own mind and they're frightened to tell other people. You can be overwhelmed about something, look at it, analyze it. But it's all about, it's a healing process and it's a journey that you need to go on. And if someone is suffering from it, don't, don't suffer. Make, walk, be you, Mm. be yourself Mm. and go, I'm suffering from anxiety. This is not normal. This should not be this way. 
I am going to make a decision. I'm going to make this vital decision in my life to see how I can fix it. Yeah. Because it's not right and it's not wrong. Yeah, no, it's definitely not right. Um, I was interested in what you said about this whole idea of just really acknowledging yourself. So figuring out, well, where is this actually stemming from? But then the crucial part, asking for help. A lot of people struggle with that, myself included. I oftentimes won't even, I'm getting much better at it now, but like I won't even think to ask for help. I think, oh, I can handle this myself. And, you know, <laughs> it might spiral down. Can this be said because, you know, <laughs> you're a great person, you know, stop crying, um, get up when you were a child, you were told all these things. Yeah. And all these things then set into your mind when you're older that I'm big and I'm brave and I don't need help and little boys and girls don't cry. These are all things yeah. that have been bashed into a subconscious yeah. mind. So when something happens to us, we create it as a failure because we've been taught this vibe you know, in corporate land, we, we believe that, you know, doggy dog mentality. So you can't go, oh, my God, I'm suffering from anxiety. Oh, my God, I'm having a shit day. Yeah. So in work, you throw this cloak over you and everyone says, how are you going grand? And you have a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. But when you leave, you're going, what the hell is going on? Yeah. It's yeah. being honest, honest with yourself and raising your hand and going, do you know what? I need to talk to someone. Anyone. You know, I always say, go, if you want to get to know someone, go walking with them. That's, you know, grab a friend, go out walking, and just say, look, you know, the biggest thing, I remember the biggest thing with, with mates of mine, men, grown men, sitting at the point, and saying to them once, and I'm really feeling suicidal. And they looked at me and went, wow, why? And we explained it. A couple of years, if that happened to me a couple of years ago, I wouldn't say that because yeah. why would I say that because I'm a man and I don't have issues because I'm the breadwinner talking can help someone so much yeah. and look that's from an, an, an employee's point of view from an employer's point of view it's really understanding that if you there's two things one is if you have someone toxic in your company working and even if that person is doing great number wise, if they're toxic, they need to either change or they need to go. Yeah. And the reason why, because they're affecting everyone else in the business. They, and I tell you that if that person wants to go, let them be toxic somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. In a different company that everyone is toxic. Yeah. But if they go, you'll be surprised that the company's flow will change and even though they have left, the numbers will improve because they have left. Because toxicity holds a company back. Yeah, yeah. But the other part of it as well is engaging with your with, with your staff. Ask your staff decisions. You know, it's not about making decisions from the top. It's the guys on the ground and the girls on the ground. Ask them what's your opinion of this or why do you feel we should do this because they're the ones who are speaking to your clients and they're the ones who can help and it's not look everyone thinks it's this magic wand and you know mindfulness and all that it's not it is so when you know it it's like riding a bike it's so so simple 
And all it is is engaging. Engaging with people in a politeness and a mannerly way, accepting their point of view and seeing them as a human being and not as a commodity or a label. I can really relate to what you were saying about the toxic individuals. So I've worked in in companies where there have been toxic people and it does, it has an impact. And, you know, if you're dealing with a toxic person at work, you don't want to bring your all, you don't want to to go above and beyond. You want to just kind of be out of that situation. So really great point. Excuse my language. Sorry for cursing (laughs) on your podcast. But that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They're just nasty people. Yeah. And they're nasty because they're having issues in their own heads. Yeah. You know, bullies issues in their own heads. Yeah. So either they kind of go, I need to change or get rid of them. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, it's, we talk about consciousness and mindfulness and it's not all fluffiness and all kumbaya. It's about us all living a happy life. That's That's, what it is. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about meditation or it's not about, it's about just living a happy life in your own head yeah and making everyone around you feel good as well yeah yeah that's it and that's that's my mission is to to help people well to be happier at work because we spend so much time at our jobs we spend so much time in work that everyone deserves to be happy at work and when you're happy at work that carries through to other parts of your life because you're spending you know eight hours a day in your job so if you're not happy there then something's wrong and here, here, here it is as well, Eva. I honestly believe if you're not happy in a job, get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that. I know. I know that only too well myself, having say. having done it several yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. It's it's to make changes, and I always I always laugh. You know, people say, "Oh, people leave." companies because of leaders or people leave companies because of you know other people that's correct but some people also leave jobs because their job is boring yeah and you know what they do they get a job somewhere else doing the exact same job and they're doing it in a different room in a different with a different label company label (laughs) and doing the same job and then they go i hate this yeah so it's really about here's one here you know I speak about values yes yeah yeah and I'll ask all your you know I I believe it's the beginning of everybody yeah and I ask all your listeners to get a sheet of paper and write down five values and the five values five to seven values no more you know joy happiness love humor family spirituality whatever it may be write down five that resonate with them and look at them and go, are they you? And if they feel that those five to seven words are their values, then they start to become them and live them. Mm. They'll change. Yes, the values do change as we get stronger. But if they use them and come them and bring them into their life on a daily basis, change will start to happen. And that's the beginning. Do you know what, Joe, if someone had asked me two years ago, what are your values? And probably even a year and a half ago, I would be like, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. And 
I'd say about a year and a half ago still, I was like, I've made it this far in my life and I don't have any values. I thought I don't have values because I didn't know what they were. And it took me, you know, figuring out, okay, looking at my life and what are the decisions that I've made in the past and what what are the kind of decisions that I struggle with? And I figured out what my values are now. I wrote down a list. I think I have about 25 or 35 values and I'm continuing to work on like, okay, what are the ones that are really important to me? So what I figured out for myself would be meaning is a really important. So, you know, figuring out meaning or something has to have a meaning associated with it. Connection is another one. I love connecting with people. I like connecting the dots between things and figuring things out. And I love order and structure and those kind of things. But what people will find is when you understand more about what your values actually are, it makes decisions a lot easier to make because you're you can sense whether something is aligned with your values or whether it's going against your values. And when yes. when things go against your values, that's when you get that kind of feeling in the pit of your stomach, like that person pissed me off or something's not right here or you know, what are the things that really annoy you? And that might help you figure out the opposite of that is one of your values because someone has compromised your values in some way and they're going against them. Um, And the other thing I wanted to add around values is that's an area I'm doing as part of my dissertation research is, well, you know, the research up to now has been looking at how does values congruence and values alignment between individuals and organizations? And I mean, the values of the organization or the behavior that are demonstrated in the workplace, how how does that impact on people's job satisfaction and engagement? And it's actually really, really important to find people who have shared values. And if you see behavior in the workplace that goes against or that you just get a bad feeling about, you're like, I don't like that. Or if someone's being fake, it might show that you value authenticity. So things like that. Um. But the other thing that's really important in work is satisfying employees' needs. So understanding what your employees' needs are and, and making sure that those are satisfied. And if those are satisfied, then the, the employee feels like their values are more aligned with the company. So that's another kind of interesting... But, but here's the thing. Isn't it crazy that you need to find out what people's needs are? We should know that. We should. That should be the norm. Yeah, yeah. That shouldn't be... Okay, we need to find out what everyone's needs are. That should just be taken for granted. Yeah, yeah. That you should be asking. That's, that should be part of the yeah, kind of day to day conversation. And it's like the needs. I, as you know, I've been speaking for you know probably about coming on two years now, doing a lot of events, and every event that I've, I've been asked, I ask people what their values are, and I ask people to give the exercise. So. If people are on any of my events, they'll always know that I'll ask people what their values are and I get them to work them because they change as time goes. But people, everyone has always come up to me. People who've never said, that value piece you did really resonated with me because mm. I never knew what they were. Yeah. These are people in their 20s, people in their 30s, people in their 50s, 60s, 70s that have come up to me and gone, I never really knew what my values are. And that's, I, I hand and heart... I believe if someone wants to go on a journey, if you want to awaken, it's really first, there is your starting line, is what are my values? And I and right, I say five to seven, ten values, whatever. 
but keep it low because you can focus on them. Yeah. You, you said 25 yourself. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's a lot to remember. <laughs> oh, it so, is. Yeah, yeah. So it's condense it down to, it's a, the, short, to uh, a short. Yeah. And they can probably yeah. be combined in some way because they're yeah. interrelated, some of them. But it, the, yeah. the key ones are the ones that I remember. And if you have them, and there is where your journey begins. And I honestly will say to your listeners is that if they sit down with a pen and paper and write them out and look at them and don't see them as words, but see them as, yes, a a passionate, a divine gut feeling. Yeah, that's me. Mm. Those five words represent who I am. Yeah, yeah. Then live those, live each one of those words every day. Because as you live each one of them every day, you become them and then other people will see you living those five words and they will then want to know what you're doing and then their journey will begin it's it's funny i think understanding your values is a real game changer a client of mine it is yeah, yeah. a client of mine recently said we we had a discussion and we didn't even really talk about values, but it occurred to me, um, you know, I just thought I said I, I, w- I would point out that you, you've used these words a lot or that it seems like the, these are the kind of things that are important to you based on what we discussed. And she said, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. So she came back for a session afterwards. And she goes, that was a real game changer for me because just under- it helped me to understand decisions I've made in the past. And it helped me to feel like, OK, so what I'm doing is not wrong. It's just these are my values and that's why I feel the way I feel it's, it's when as you go on your journey Aoife, you really, really doors will open up in your mind and thoughts will will appear and you kind of look back on all your journey and you go it wasn't that complicated after all it was just <laughs> we were led to be believed to be complicated yeah but it's not because it's the most basic instinct that we have yeah yeah but we have blocked it. Yeah. We we've have been, stopped it. We've been conditioned by our environment, by our culture, by other people, by yeah. trying to fit yeah. in with people. And like you said yeah. earlier, Joe, about, um, you know, th- this whole idea of you're doing things almost to satisfy other people or what other, what you think other people expect of you. And then you're playing this role of someone else. And actually, that's that's not really in line with your values at all. Look, if, it's, if you do it and you're doing it for the good, it's not about being the unique, you're being your unique self and being S-H-I-T all the time. We're going, <laughs> I'm unique, but I'm a feckin' arsehole. Yeah. Okay? It's not. It's being unique and being yourself and being kind to you mm. and kind to everyone else around you as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it starts off, if you're walking in the park, and you see a piece of paper on the ground or a rubbish, say you're walking along and you see a bottle on the ground, there's other people around you, and you pick up that bottle and you put it in the bin, right? People will see you pick that up and they go, okay, I'll tell you by doing that, someone then, one of those people will walk down the road and they might at some time see a bottle and pick it up and put it in the bin. Yeah. Because we learn of what other people are doing. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting I'm saying about collective consciousness is not trying to say to you pick that bottle up. Pick that bottle up. Why? Because I pick bottles up 
all the time, but rubbish, and I want you to pick it up. It's not. It's by doing what you do. And then other people will see what you're doing, and they will change. And the world will be a better place if we collectively have a better consciousness about our lives, our environments, our world. Like, you know, I'm a business person. I don't run around meditating all the time. I don't have time to meditate all the time. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have clients all over the world. I make, you know, a good living. But I'm consciously aware of everything. I even have my children... If a fly is on the window, I've started them off of catching the fly and putting it in a in a cup and releasing it mm. instead of bashing it to death. Yeah, yeah. And people might laugh at that, but it's just making that everything around us is alive, and just live your life as you can. Yeah, yeah. That's, so you know, I'm, I'm, that's it. If it's not, it's just be a better person. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's living. I suppose, an inspiring life, but maybe not a deliberately inspiring life, but acting yeah. in a way that you ins- you do inspire other people through your actions and that they yes. in- are inspired yeah. to change. Yes, and that that is where consciousness kicks in. It's being aware of your thoughts on a daily basis and collective consciousness is other people starting to be aware of their thoughts on a daily basis and if people then want to make a change you know it's a collective amount of people that want to make that change you know it's our seas our environment you know there's a big scare about 5g at the moment yeah you know there's people are worried about you know i know people that are worried that we think that the humans will not exist in the in you know, hundred years, and I said to them, "It says we will exist." I said, "There might be, there could be only fewer of us, but we won't be extinct." Mm. But you know, it's that can change if we if we wake up, if we wake up around us and make those changes ourselves. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, Joe, I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what makes you happier at work? What makes me happier at work? Yes. I don't, I don't work. That's what makes me happy. I, I, I love what I do. I love speaking to my clients. I love my clients getting breakthroughs. I love helping people. I, I love seeing people's businesses flourish. And I don't work because I, I kind of laugh. Because you know the old saying, when you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I was just about to say that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's me. That's, that's, you know, I drop the kids at school. I get to take the dog for a walk. You know, I see my beautiful wife, you know, during the day. It's it's all just, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. happy. Brilliant. So, Joe, I know you have an event coming up in Galway on the 5th of October. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, we have a Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. uh, And we have some super, super speakers. Oh, tell us more. Yes, tell us more. Tell us more. Um, I believe you're speaking at it yourself. I am. I am, actually. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, it's it's a it's a 
from 9.30 to 2.30. And again, it's, it's we have something where Denise Devlin, my partner, uh, business partner, comes in and we do a sort of shake the negativity out of you in the morning um, and get you really focused. And then, like yourself, and then a selection of other speakers will come in and talk for up to about 20 minutes. And then at the end, I will come on and I do a bit of a workshop and a talk then as well. And it's all about just people, how they have changed their lives, how they have switched on triggers in their minds to live a better life. Mm. If you know, I, I if people want to find out who the speakers are because they're changing, they're not changing. They're they're um, we're adding all the time. Uh, it's Joe Dalton forward slash Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. If you type in Change Your Mind, Change Your Life into Google, it'll come up anyway. Yeah, it'll come up. The SEO is quite good on the front of the to people. Um, it's a great events. We're Galway, and then we're going to be doing Cork. We're going to be doing Wexford, and we're going to be doing. Um, the Midlands as well. The last one in Dublin was amazing. You yeah, could, you it could, was. You could, you could say, you know, what was your opinion of the one in in Dublin? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I mean. Like I said, it wasn't quite what I expected, but in a good way. So Denise, like you said, just got everyone up and I was like, oh, good God, do you mean I have to stand up and actually do something? But once I stood up and started doing something, I I just loved it. I just thought this is exactly what I needed. You know, a whole load of adults doing the hokey cokey outdoors. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, it was just it was just brilliant. It was exactly what I needed. And I probably didn't realize that I needed it. And then just the 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 openness, the authenticity of the speakers who got up on stage and shared their own journeys. So these are business people, successful people, but they were talking about their personal journey rather than their business journey, which. Yeah. yeah and that's what I hope to to share as well. And that's what it is. I yeah. ask people to speak. I'm getting goosebumps running up my back. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want people to tell a different story. Yeah. Like, you know, they're all business people, all successful business people. And I want them all to tell a story that they haven't told before. Yeah. And look, it's it's a fun day. It's a great day. And what we're doing, <coughs> excuse me, myself and Denise are doing, we're, we're doing full day, full day workshops in lar- large organizations. Mm. So... You know, Denise will do a full morning and I'll do a full afternoon. Right. And that's about just erasing that consciousness in large organisations yeah. in, in, a, in a workshop environment. But these are just to let people get out of your own way. And, you know, in work, it's work, work, work. And these are just have a bit of fun. And they're great for networking as well. Because yeah. Because it's all like-minded people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely, like... Showing up there, I met people who I had already met or people who I already knew. It was great to reconnect with those. But I also made some great new connections as well. I had never met Denise before. Well, obviously, I hadn't met you before either. Um, but it was really, really great. And like you say, like-minded people. And, and, and the beauty of it is we ask people who are in the audience to speak at another event. So it's a community. Yeah. So it's it's not like just picking twenty speakers and then asking people. If people come to an event and are interested in speaking at our next event, let me know. Yeah. That's 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 it. Like you came to me and said, "Look, I've seen that you 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 ask people. I'd love to speak." Yeah. And yeah, I'm definitely. putting myself out there. 
if that's what it is, it's, it's about we get up and the people in the audience will go, that resonates with me. I'd love to tell my story. Yeah. And people come to me down afterwards yeah. and go, am I sorry? And we go, yes. And I truly, yeah. truly believe that everyone has a story to share. You know, some Everyone people think has. some people think, oh, no one wants to hear my story or what can I do? Your story could change someone else's life. Just your story and how you tell it could change someone else's life. Do you ever hear, we all know stories because when we were children, we used to hear this once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. And we love stories. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. but I'm looking, looking, looking forward to it. Yeah, there are people have have said to us, "Wow, I was not expecting that," and I'm delighted I came, and I'm going to tell other people about it. Yeah, because you said it, it is different, and you know, usually after an event, if you, you know, people how do you it? Usually people are knackered after yeah. an event. Yeah. you know, the brain. Thinking takes more energy than a workout. Okay? Yes, yeah, yeah. Energy-wise, you lose, you you get tired quicker thinking about something than if you went for to do a workout in the gym. Mm. Okay, and after these events, the energy of the people, even when we did video testimonials, was unbelievable. Yeah, because that's what it is. People yeah. are energized, and we we always get as well people afterwards three four days a week after telling us that they're still on a high from the event yeah yeah i can well believe it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. we're a little bit wacky Eva. we're all a little <laughs> bit wacky in our own in way in our own way we're all weird yeah, in our, our own, own little way, way. and joe so how how will people reach out to you so like if organizations wanted to do the collective consciousness like how would they how would they reach out to you well, we've created a, a, a an organisation within joedalton.ie is my website. So it's joedalton.ie. My email address is joe at jdc.ie. But we've co- we've created a, a, a service within the organisation, and it's called the Conscious Business Academy. And that's where we're focusing on sales, marketing, leadership and culture within large organizations and that's the accountants the sales the marketing the admin the customer service the programmers everyone anywhere who it is the workshops are designed to get everyone to connect and i believe if everyone in an organization let's go back to collective consciousness are all on the same wavelength that company can grow have purpose, profit and prosperity within the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely 100% agree. Yeah. So, yeah, look and I'm on Joe Dalton on LinkedIn uh, and as you know as well I have uh, Business Eye which is goes out live every Friday on Dublin South FM. Um which is a business show for business people around Ireland. And then I have another show called Breakthrough Brands, which is international, uh, which is drawing to a close in October because I'm relaunching it, uh, a new show, which is the Conscious Business Podcast. And they'll be all on Dublin South FM. Brilliant. 
That's great. Thanks very much for that, Joe. Really, really enjoyed our chat today. So really Thank appreciate you, that. Thank you. <laughs> so there you have it, Joe Dalton. We've talked about bringing the human back into the workplace through collective consciousness, consciously making the change within yourself and not necessarily expecting other people to change, but more so to be inspired by the changes that you're making in your life. And that makes them want to make those changes as well. So the collective consciousness is about living in the positive, raising the collective vibration and also having an awareness of the impact that you're having and an awareness of of who you are as a person. Joe mentioned that we have 60,000 of our 80,000 thoughts every day tend to be negative and how to go about changing those and flipping that switch, how to move from doubt, fear, anxiety to the likes of joy, hope and even love and the importance of practicing. So making little changes, doing one step at a time. And I know for myself, that's something I've become really aware of recently. The whole idea of how other people see how you are living and being inspired for them to live a better life. He spoke about the importance of talking to other people. So just telling them how you're feeling. Be honest with yourself. This whole idea of toxic people in an organisation, as I mentioned, I have had experience with that. He said that they need to either change or go. And I totally agree. So it's not about the money at the end of the day. It's about the people and how happy your people are and how productive. Toxic people are nothing but bullies. In terms of changing things in the workplace, it's not just about making those decisions from the top and expecting it to filter down. It's about engaging with your staff, getting them involved in making those decisions. We spoke about values as well, and I did mention how one way to identify what your values are is to really think about what those things that annoy you are, and that helps to identify your values. But the things that also bring you joy and the and the great decisions that you've made in your life. So I made a note of some of the values that I have. And I, I mentioned on the podcast that whole idea of order, structure, connection and meaning, but other things like authenticity and having fun as well. And another important value for me is learning. So always seeing the lesson in things, seeing seeing challenges as more of an opportunity and looking for opportunities to learn, to grow, to develop as a person and just to know more about things and how things work. So that's it for podcast episode number four. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I will also be adding in into the show notes links for Joe's website, as well as the event that's coming up on the 5th of October. And I hope to see you there. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the Happier at Work podcast with Aoife O'Brien. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review the podcast.